pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. We are officially less than 20 days away from the start of the Horizon League Basketball Championships, and we have a ton of basketball between now and then to get to, including all the big games coming up this weekend. Welcome in, everyone. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner, the host of the show, and of course, we'll be hanging out together for the next 30 minutes or so. We got a lot to get into. We're going to take a look at our top headlines. Our guest this week will be Wright State Senior Point Guard, Cole Gentry. I'm excited to talk with him as he heads into his final two home games of the season, including tomorrow night. Again, this is coming out on a Thursday. Tomorrow night, the Raiders will welcome in the UIC Flames. That'll be the game on ESPN2. It's a 9 o'clock tip-off on Valentine's Day at that. It's a big one, again, as UIC, regardless of the record, has always given Wright State fits. In fact, Wright State only has two conference losses right now. One of those against the UIC Flames at UIC earlier in the year. So this is a big one coming up tomorrow night for the Wright State Raiders. Coming up before we get into the top headlines and a look around the schedule for the Horizon League for both men and women's basketball, we will also play a clip for you uh, from my radio show. I host a radio show here in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, and Seth Greenberg with ESPN, he joined me earlier in the week. We were talking, of course, about all of our, our local college basketball teams. We got to talking about Wright State. And he just went on and on about all the, I mean, he just had all the greatest things to say about Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy and the job that he has done with the Raiders, uh, going back to his days at South Dakota State, uh, and even talking, of course, about, uh, look, Dan Dockich is also a huge fan of Loud and Love, and he talks about that. So I'll play that little clip from the interview with you coming up here in just a moment as well. But before we get to the Seth Greenberg clip and before we get uh, to Cole Gentry from Wright State, let's take a look at some of the Horizon League's top headlines. Reach the Horizon top headlines. All right, our top headlines. Let's start with the Horizon League women's basketball side of things. Standings-wise, you take a look up at the top, the IUPUI Jaguars sitting comfortably at the top. 12 wins, only one conference loss on the season, 18-6 and six overall, trying to hold off the Wright State Raiders in Northern Kentucky, uh, the second and third place teams coming up right behind them. Now, when you look at this, really, Wright State trailing three games right now in that second place spot. It's going to take a lot of work on their part, but they are going to need help the rest of the way if they want a chance of catching IUPUI at the top. But right now, what's most important is trying to finish for that one or top two spot. Again, trying to get that double bye in the Horizon League uh, tournament coming up here just around the corner. In fact, a big matchup tonight, the Wright State Raiders welcoming in the IUPUI Jaguars. I'm excited for that matchup. Myself and my broadcast partner, Scott Leo, will be on the call and uh, that'll be on e- that'll be on ESPN Plus tonight. But I'm excited to see Macy Williams. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching her play last year, coming in as the preseason player of the year. Look at the dominant numbers that she's been able to put up this year, and is well on her way to winning another Horizon League Player of the Year award. I can't wait to watch her play tonight. Again, the Raiders welcoming in the Jaguars to 
as the Raiders look to remain on pace uh, to be able to potentially challenge for that top spot in the conference, but they're going to have to get a win tonight. They have IUPUI tonight, and then, of course, they'll finish out the weekend with the UIC Flames. Uh, Wright State 9-4 and four in the Horizon League. Northern Kentucky 8-5. and five. I don't want to say that they've been a surprise team because I think everyone knew they were going to have a solid group this year. But I think what's a surprise is the fact that they're in third place and they have a game lead over Green Bay at this point. I mean, they took it to Green Bay just a few weeks ago. I think that caught a lot of people, not off guard, but it definitely put them on notice that Northern Kentucky uh, is a team to keep an eye on. Wright State, we know what they can do. You know what what Green Bay is capable of, but Northern Kentucky is that team, along with Cleveland State this year, that has proven that they're vulnerable to lose on any given night, but, man, they have enough talent to beat any of the top teams in the conference. And right now they're looking to remain at the top there right behind Wright State, trying to fight for that second-place spot. Again, the importance of that two-seed is the double-round bye coming up on the Horizon League Tournament. You look at Northern Kentucky, they're welcoming in the UIC Flames tonight, and then Northern Kentucky will have a chance to knock off the IUPUI Jaguars coming up on Saturday. That'll be a 2 o'clock tip-off on ESPN3. So those are your standings and schedule and uh, some of the schedule for some of the top games heading into the weekend. Let's take a look at the Horizon League Women's Basketball News and Notes. IUPUI moved up one spot to 11th in this week's College Insider Women's Mid-Major Top 25 poll. Wright State and Cleveland State also uh, received some votes on that poll. Cleveland State has kind of fallen out of that conversation for a bit, but again, right now you look at where they sit in the standings. 7-6 and six in Horizon League play, 17-7 and seven overall. All right, they have the second most wins in the conference. IUPUI has 18 total wins. Cleveland State with 17 wins overall. The problem is, is of the seven losses that Cleveland State has had on the year, six of those have come in conference play. Otherwise, we could be talking about them battling it out for the Horizon League title when you look at the big picture. Reigning Player of the Year, Macy Williams. I mentioned her just a few seconds ago. She is 14th nationally. And double-double. She has 12 on the season. Eighth in field goals made, 171. And eighth in field goal percentage, shooting well over 61%. you got to give that team a lot of credit. They know how to set her up on the block. They know how to get her the ball in positions where she could be most effective. And she can score a lot of points. Again, can't wait to watch her play tonight. I'm looking forward to that matchup between the Raiders and the Jaguars. Cleveland State, I mentioned their 17 wins, second most wins in the conference. However, still sitting there in the middle of the pack when you look at conference standings. But they have recorded 247 steals on the season. That's good for 20th in the nation. All right, Mariah White is ranked 12th in steals per game uh, at 3.17. We just talked about, you know, a few weeks ago about her kind of joining that 1,000-point club and everything. They have some scores. They have great defenders. They just kind of lack that consistency that I think that team really needed this year uh, to sit at the top with some of the other top teams in the conference. But Cleveland State's a team to look out for the rest of the way, especially once we get uh, to tournament time. Youngstown State is sixth among NCAA Division I teams in free throw percentage. The Penguins are shooting 78.4% from the charity stripe. I got the chance to watch them play a few weeks ago against Wright State. We got down to the final minutes, and I looked at my broadcast partner. I said, look, this is one of the top free-throw shooting teams in the country. Uh, If this turns into a free-throw contest to close it out and ice it out, Wright State doesn't have a chance, and the Penguins were able to come away with a big win. So uh, interesting nonetheless. The Penguins are an interesting team to keep an eye on moving forward. And that's your Women's Basketball Horizon League news notes, standings, and schedule. Now, as far as the men's side of things is concerned, coming up in just a moment, by the way, we will uh, be joined by Wright State senior point guard Cole Gentry. His visit brought to you by Zervita. 
He's obviously, as I mentioned, the starting point guard for the Wright State Raiders, who are sitting atop the standings at 11-2, 21-5 overall. Northern Kentucky continuing to nip at their heels again, 10-3 in conference play, 18-7 overall. They have the second most wins uh, of all the Horizon League teams, 18-7, as I mentioned. But you look at the schedule coming up this weekend. Northern Kentucky uh, will welcome in uh, IUPUI. The Raiders welcoming in the UIC Flames. Northern Kentucky will have the Flames coming up on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and Wright State will close the weekend out against IUPUI. Wright State, that'll be their senior night. Uh, and that'll be their final home game of the season. Last note here, again, listen, I know I could sound like a Wright State homer at times, but to be fair, okay, Wright State's at the top of the men's standings or second in the women. I promise you I would be giving just as much attention to any other team that would be sitting in their shoes. I promise you I'm not trying to overwhelm you with Wright State stuff, but, man, you got to give both programs credit in the men and the women's side. They're right there in the conversation uh, on both sides of the standings. Wright State uh, received uh, their very first ever Associated Press a top 25 vote coming up this past or this previous week uh, with an overall record of 21 and 5 this season. The Raiders are one of the few teams in the country with 21 or more victories. They are one of only 11 teams with 20 or more wins on the season. So it does not surprise me that they're starting to get some of that national attention. We know that the Horizon League is a one bid conference and it's all going to come down to winning the Horizon League tournament coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, but Wright State, with their not just success this year, but I think the last couple years, really putting that program on the map. Got to give Northern Kentucky a ton of credit, too. They've been in the NCAA tournament two of the last three years. I think they're another team that, just based on recent history, uh, moving forward, if they could position themselves in non-conference as far as scheduling goes and getting some big wins and, and winning a lot of games in conference play, Wright State and Northern Kentucky are the programs moving forward that I think are really going to start to garner a lot more attention nationally um, moving forward. But again, a lot has to happen. Uh, before we can get to that point with both of those schools. Uh, talked about it, the Raiders right now, they rank tops in scoring, rebounding, and three-point field goal percentage. Nationally, Wright State is fourth in the country in scoring offense with 81 points per game and 10th in rebounds per game. Uh, and they and Again, they average about 40 rebounds per contest. All right, Amari Davis, shout out to him as well. He is an eight-time winner of the Horizon League Men's Basketball Freshman of the Week. He's now tied for most conference, uh, most in conference history, and you'd have to think that here in the final couple weeks of the season, he's going to be able to muster out one more of those babies to set the record. He's averaging just under 16 points per game, and he's second in the Horizon League, shooting 50% from the floor. Folks, what makes him very intriguing, too, not, he doesn't shoot a lot. Of, he, not a big three-point shooter. He's not getting his points from behind the three-point line. He's a slasher. He can take you off the dribble. He attacks the bucket, gets high percentage looks. I'm a big fan of Amari Davis, and uh, Green Bay has a talented player right there, and the rest of the league is going to have to deal with him for the next couple years. Preseason player of the year, Antoine Davis of the Detroit Mercy. He continues to lead the league in scoring and ranks sixth in the NCAA. So he's averaging 23 points per game. In addition, he is 11th in the country in free throw percentage and top 10 in the country in three-pointers per game. Uh, I got to watch him up close and personal just last weekend out in Detroit, played at Wright State. And he's just, look, there's a lot of really good guards and scorers in the conference, but he just looks different. The ball looks different coming off his fingertips. Uh, the ball looks different just coming out of his hand just when he's dribbling it and handling the ball. He's a very good talent. I'm a big fan of his. Mike Davis uh, doing the best he can at Detroit right now, but those kids play hard for him. Uh, Mike Davis, again, just trying to get this program back on track. And we've already seen a much more competitive group this year. And when you have a guard like Antoine Davis, 
Those are the types of teams that scare me when you get to the Horizon League tournament because it takes Antoine Davis getting hot in a game, and all of a sudden that even the best team in the league is going to have difficulty slowing him and the rest of the guys down when you're putting so much defensive attention on him. And to close it out, our Horizon League game of the week will be tomorrow night. Again, I'm recording this on a Thursday. Our Horizon League game of the week will be tomorrow night on ESPN2. The Wright State Raiders welcoming in the uh, UIC Flames. So that'll be a big one coming up. As again, UIC looking to try to, you know, inch their way up. Right now they're 7-6, and six, and there's a lot of 7-6 and six teams. Green Bay, 7-6. and six, Milwaukee, 7-6. and six, Youngstown State, 7-5. and five. If UIC can get a win over Wright State and one-hand them their third loss, but also give UIC their eighth win, they're right there positioning themselves to fight it out for that eighth spot. All right, so now that wraps up our Horizon League men and women's basketball top headlines. Just a reminder that being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast does have its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at checkout. Again, visit horizonleague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. All right, let's get to our interview. Let's bring on our guest. He is the starting point guard for the Wright State Raiders, Cole Gentry. And Cole Gentry's visit on the Reach the Horizon podcast is being brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Cole Gentry started his career at South Dakota State, where he was originally recruited by Coach Scott Nagy. Scott Nagy takes the Wright State job, and after a year of having to sit out, transferring to Wright State, and ever since he became the point guard of the Raiders, we've already seen them make the NCAA tournament two years ago, an NIT appearance last year where they nearly beat Clemson, and now in his third and final year of his career and final stop with the Raiders, looking to get back to the NCAA tournament to close out a storied collegiate career. Here's Cole Gentry, starting point guard for the Wright State Raiders. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Justin Kinner with you here as we bring on our next guest. All guests on the Reach the Horizon podcast being brought to you by Zervita. Cole Gentry, senior point guard for the Wright State Raiders, the first place Wright State Raiders looking to uh, get set for their matchup with the UIC Flames on ESPN2 Friday night, 9 o'clock, the tip-off. We'll get into that momentarily. Let's bring on Cole. Cole, how are you, man? Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Look, man, I don't want to, like, damper anything, but, like, has it set in? You've had such a fantastic career. Have you mentally thought that, like, man, I'm entering the potentially the final month of my college basketball career? Has that sunk in for you yet? Uh, probably hasn't sunk in for me yet. Uh, try not to think about it too much. We try to just focus on the next game and uh, what we can do to prepare and get ourselves ready for that next one. So that's kind of where, where my head's been at, just trying to get ready for UIC on Friday. Yeah, obviously that's a big one coming up. But uh, before that, just kind of looking back throughout your career. Now, obviously you started at South Dakota State. Now, did you play for Coach Nagy there? Did He recruited you there. Did you play a year for him, or was he already at Wright State before you actually got to see the floor after a redshirt year? Uh, yeah, so my freshman year when they were there, I redshirted. So I did. I never played any game for him. So they were just uh, – I went through the practices and um, – stuff like that the whole season and then after the season we made the tournament played maryland lost and then they came to right state right after the season but that is like that's i mean for one it's so cool it takes a lot of uh, trust for a coach to, or you know it takes a lot to for a coach to earn trust from their recruits and obviously coach Nagy was able to do that with you 
but how much trust did you really have to put into him after committing to play for him at South Dakota State to moving all the way to Dayton, Ohio to play for him for Wright State? Uh, yeah, I'd say there was, a, there was a good trust between both of us um, and the staff, too, the assistants. Coach Sargent was at South Dakota State. Coach Brian Cooley was there. He's actually one that recruited me out of high school. And um, like you said, trust was huge for me when I was deciding to transfer from South Dakota State. Um, I, I knew what this staff was about. I knew what they believed in. I knew how consistent they were in, in their messages. And so when, when they offered me the chance to come here, it was really a no-brainer. I didn't even have to think twice about it. No, no kidding. That's, that's so cool, though. And then for you guys, like for you to come here, uh, and, you know, I mean, obviously you had confidence in the coaching staff. You knew they were going to be able to replicate what they did at South Dakota State. But to expect it and to live it are two different things. And you were able to experience the NCAA tournament so early uh, in, you know, your career, not just at South Dakota State, but with Wright State. What was that like seeing that success unfold before your very eyes with Coach Nagy? Because it was new to both of you guys coming here to Dayton. Yeah, it was. And um, like you said, it just, it's something you've always you always dream about, like playing into the tournament, experiencing that, and then you get to this level and you kind of have to understand what it takes to get there. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's every day coming, showing up, doing the right things every single day. So to experience that process and that, um, that kind of the grind of the season, to go through it with your teammates, and then to see it pay off in the end at my sophomore year of uh, to go to the NCAA tournament here, and then um, – you know, go to the NIT last year. It's just something that you want to, you, you, you appreciate it that much more when the team has the success at the end of the year. And that feeling of getting to the NCAA tournament is something you always want to replicate because it is such a great feeling to get there. Now, Cole, and I, I mean this in no disrespectful way because I'm 5'5", five five, but you are obviously undersized uh, going up against a lot of yeah. much bigger point guards. That's no news to you, but uh, do you ever get the vibe when you step foot on the floor against new opponents that they look at you like, oh, man, I'm going to have my way with this kid, and then like halfway through the game they're like, crap, this kid can play. I, I mean, how often do you come across that? I know in conference play, players and teams and coaches are familiar with you, but what, what's that challenge like going through that uh, night in and night out? Um. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't really try to think about that too much. Maybe more when I was younger, it probably happened a lot. But, um, yeah, I just try to worry about our game plan, uh, making sure I'm doing the things for our team that are important so we can have the best chance to win. So um, don't, we usually don't try to get into the mano-a-mano type, one-on-one type stuff. So uh, I, I usually just try to worry about our team and what we're doing to try to be successful. Yeah, man, look, in fifth grade, I was 5'5", and I was tall. I was very tall for fifth grade, and I remember all the varsity coaches, they just loved me. They were always super nice to me, and then I noticed they started distancing themselves from me uh, when I got in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, when they, the (laughs) the disappointment of, oh, crap, this kid ain't going to grow anymore, is he? (laughs) I know the struggle, man, I really do. No, I love watching you play, and look, and the thing is, too, you know, it's not just you, but your teammates. You've been fortunate enough, uh, and, you know, Coach Nagy has just brought in a tremendous not just class, but a group of guys, every guy that comes in, they have talent, but you could tell that they're just genuinely good people and they love the teammate next to them. That's what I love about Coach Negi-led teams. Loud and love, playing with a unique talent like that. I know at South Dakota State, you know, you were used to seeing some talented post players there. How unique is Loud and Love as a teammate, uh, not just off the, on the floor, but off the floor? Yeah, he's, he's a great teammate. He's always positive. Uh, like on the court, he's always encouraging. He's always... His belief in the rest of his teammates is, I think, his uh, his greatest quality as a leader and as a teammate because he really 
believes the best of all of his teammates at all times. And it really shows because guys trust him and he trusts his teammates. So I, I, that's what I would just and everybody loves to be around him. He's a great personality. And so I think it shows on the court because guys love playing with him. Guys love being around him. Now, what about that little ponytail thing he has going on? Has anyone told him about what's on his head? Has yeah. anyone pointed that out yet? Yeah, I, I, I'm roommates with him, so I've kind of seen the whole growth process from <laughs> his hair being short to getting longer to I think he, he braided it for a while. He kind of goes back and forth with the ponytail and braid. So he's, uh, he's, got, he's got his own little personality and his own unique way of doing things. So uh, we, don't, we don't really give him – he doesn't really uh, – doesn't really listen to anybody when it comes to stuff like that. So we, we let him do it. That's awesome. You know, his story is so great, too. I mean, I remember for the when I saw him for the first time, uh, he could have started for any offensive line in the NFL. And from to go from that to now, I mean, it's insane to watching just the, you know, the change in his body and everything as he has worked hard to, you know, get in the best shape of his life to lose all the way he did. You know, again, not basketball related, but when you see things like that and you see how much something means to somebody like basketball and, and health and stuff, to see him transform his body had to be pretty cool to see a guy invest in himself and in a team like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it's huge for the, the young guys when they see him, how hard he works, because he's obviously a guy who's had um, all the accolades, all the success he's had these last three years, but he's still, he's still one of the hardest workers on the team. So when the young guys come in and see that, they, they obviously want to match his level or else you're going to get left behind. And I think that's the, one of the best ways the culture is created is when young guys see the older guys sitting, leading by example, they're going to then follow that example. And then when they get to be the older guys, they do the same thing. So I think Loudon's been huge for, for right State basketball as a whole in that aspect where he's a guy who's had a lot of success, gets a lot of praise, but yet still works just as hard as he did when he wasn't in that success. Now, another senior on the team, obviously Loudon, not a senior, but you being a senior, uh, Billy Wampler uh, transferring in from Drake and just the impact that he's made uh, on this roster and as your teammate the last couple of years. Uh, it's crazy seeing you two on the winding stretch of both your careers, but, I mean, when you have a dominant post player like Loudon as a point guard, that should always make you feel comfortable having that security blanket down low, but I'm sure it also makes it nice and easy when you have a dominant post player and you also have one of the best three-point shooters in the conference that you can always dish it over to. Billy Wampler, playing with him, what has that been like for you over the last few years? Yeah, like you said, he's a great shooter, a great scorer. Every time he shoots, I, I, I think it's going in, no matter what kind of shot he takes. Uh, tough shot, easy shot, I think he's going to make him just because he's such a good shooter and he puts in so many hours of work. But then I think a lot of people that don't, don't necessarily realize how great of a teammate he is, and um, he's always the first one diving on loose walls. He's always the guy taking charges, putting his body on the line for the team. And it goes back to the culture, and I think when you see a guy like Bill do that, the young guys and men are going to follow suit. So I think that's that's the best thing I can say about him. He's a great teammate, and he's always willing to put his body on the line for the team. All right, we got Wright State senior point guard Cole Gentry with us here as he is this week's guest on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. His visit being brought to you by Zervita. All right, we got the big one coming up on Friday night. Uh, uh, first of all, Valentine's Day. I don't know your personal life. Do you have a girlfriend? Is your girlfriend upset that you have to play a game on Valentine's Day? Uh, I do, but I don't think she's upset. I think she'll, she'll be at the game, so that'll be the, the Valentine's Day date. There you go. You got to get her a win, though. That's the thing. That's the gift that keeps on giving right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so with that in mind, again, Friday night, Valentine's Day, but 9 o'clock the tip-off. You have UIC on ESPN2. 
Uh, this is a big one for look. Every game from here on out is a big one, obviously. Uh, but with UIC, it's always interesting. There's always those matchups out there. You throw records out the window, especially in conference play. But UIC has just always kind of seemed to give you guys fits from a matchup perspective. What is it about them? Again, a lot of good teams in the conference. They're not having the year that you know they were hoping for. But man, they play hard every single game. What is it about them? What do they bring to the table that seems to give you guys fits at times? Well, they're, they're unique. I think that they have uh, 3,000-point scores in the guard positions, and um, obviously their big guys are very tough, very strong. And so, like you said, we've had we've had some trouble with them the last two years, and uh, it, it just comes down to matching their physicality. They have some great athletes on the team, some really physical guys, and so the key against USC is uh, you always got to match their physicality. Yeah, that's going to be a big one uh, on Friday night. And again, I, I know what answer I'm going to get, but I'm going to try anyway. Playing on ESPN2, does that give you, I mean, whether it's ESPNU2, whatever, uh, does that kind of get you guys juiced up even more? Uh, maybe maybe for the young guys, but I think the, as the older you get, the more you realize that it doesn't matter if you're on ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN3, you got to still execute because we don't win the game just by being on TV, so we got to execute. We're going to have to follow the game plan that we uh, put in place and you know, then execute it during the game, so that'll be the key. Well, great stuff, man. Hey, I do want to say this. Look, I haven't been doing this too long, but I started covering Wright State uh, when Billy Donlin was the head coach before Coach Nagy took over. Uh, and, and Billy did a – Coach Donlin did a tremendous job. But watching the transformation of the relationship with the school and the players in the, in the community, watching the way the fans react to you guys, that's been one of the biggest joys of mine is watching the growth of the program. And that starts with, obviously, you guys, the players, and, and with the coaching staff and just the getting good quality guys out on the floor together to represent the school, uh, but how that's been pretty cool for you, I'm sure too, because attendance has you know grown over the years, and it's not just attendance, but the passion for you guys. I mean, to see the student section, I always used to joke and say, Wright State at times would get big crowds, but the crowds would just be there watching a basketball game. Now I feel when the crowds there, they are emotionally invested into what's going on on the floor. That's you, that's you guys, and that's the job that you have done. How special has that been for you, witnessing that over the years? Yeah, it's been awesome from two and a half years ago where we might have gotten 2,500, 3,000 at a conference game. So now it seems like we're getting 5,000 people. And like you said, the students are, I think they're coordinating stuff before the game. They're showing up and they're loud. And it makes a difference. And I think that, like you said, the other fans are, they're standing up more, they're cheering more. And it it definitely makes a difference. And I think it adds to the kind of Meadow Center atmosphere and it adds to the home court advantage you can kind of speak of. And so it has been really cool to see the kind of growth of the, the support that we get at the Nutter Center. And just in general, I think even when we go on the road, we're seeing more and more Wright State people at these games. And I think it's because of the culture that, we're, that has kind of been established here. People want to be a part of it. They want to associate themselves with Wright State basketball now. So it has been cool to see. All right, well, good stuff. Cole Gentry, Wright State senior point guard, uh, good enough to take time out his busy schedule to join us today on Reach the Horizon. Cole Gentry and the Raiders will be in action Friday night, 9 o'clock, the tip-off on ESPN2 as they welcome in the UIC Flames. The Raiders 21-5 and overall, 11-2 and in conference play. Uh, oh, and I would be – I have to ask this, too, and I know what answer I'm going to get, but I'm going to ask anyway. You were talking about watching the program grow, Cole getting the top 25 votes that's the first time in program history again i know you'll reflect on this post career but if you could does that how much does that mean to you right now or is that something that'll sink in later i'm sure 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll sink in more later. Uh, we're we're just worried about USC right now, so we don't we don't really focus too much on that stuff. So. <laughs> I got you, Cole. I had to at least try. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, good, my I'm man. All good. Hey, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Best of luck on Friday night. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that's Cole Gentry. Again, you can see him tomorrow night on ESPN2 as the Raiders welcome in the UIC Flames. I feel like Cole Gentry just stepped foot on campus, and I can't believe he will uh, already be playing his final home game of his career uh, coming up on Sunday against the IUPUI Jaguars. But right now, as you just heard, they're only focused on the UIC Flames coming up around the corner. And look, I know when you do player and coach interviews, uh, they are not going to give you anything that other teams and uh, you know anyone else can kind of spin into some kind of bulletin board material. Uh, but I appreciate him coming on, uh, and I enjoyed that little sit down with him because again, I love watching guys like him play. You know, when they come in, they have a chip on their shoulder. They're out to prove that they you know belong to be out on the floor, and they are a different team. I know Wright State. When you look at them, it's loud and love, uh, and you can think that Bill Wampler is the second most important player everyone has a role uh, but Wright State is only they are only as good as they are because of what he brings to the table from a you know point guard position so uh, I appreciate his time if it's been a pleasure watching him throughout his career and I'm talking as if we're coming to the end we're not we got a couple more weeks we got a lot of basketball left to be played uh, but he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league. All right, earlier in the week, as I mentioned, I had Seth Greenberg on uh, ESPN. Seth Greenberg uh, on my radio show. I host the Kinner and Schlummer show, uh, one half of the Kinner and Schlummer show here in Dayton. I had Seth Greenberg on. We got to talking about Coach Scott Nagy, and he goes on to talk about you know all the respect that he has for Coach Nagy and talks about Loud and Love, but he also uh, talks about the history of the Horizon League and all the respect that the conference has. Real quick as we close things out, here's ESPN's Seth Greenberg commenting on Wright State head basketball coach Scott Nagy and the history of the Horizon League. He is an absolute terrific coach. Uh, he, you know, he's a guy that, that that coaches his team, not afraid to coach his team. Uh, you know, they take care of the ball, they get good shots, they shoot a high percentage, they've got a legitimate low post player. I mean, they're a team. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty, more familiar than maybe most because Dan Dan Dockage talks about their team a lot. Uh, he's a big loud and love fan. Oh yeah, uh, you know, they've they've got good players. They can shoot the ball. They don't turn it over. Uh, they run good stuff. I mean, look. I mean, they're efficient, and I'm all about efficient teams. And uh, you know, to me, especially offensively, they've been really good all season long. And uh, you know, that conference that conference has a great history. That conference has produced a lot of good teams. I mean, you think about Bruce Paul's teams at Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Obviously, think about the great Butler teams. There's a history in that conference, and teams from that conference are hard to play against because it's a coaches' conference, and uh, you know he's done just an incredible job. That was ESPN's Seth Greenberg. Uh, his visit on my radio show earlier in the week, the Kenner and Schlemmer Show here in Dayton. I uh, appreciate him coming on and taking time to to say those things. Much appreciated, and uh, he's one of my favorite anal- college basketball analysts out there. All right, that does it for us. I appreciate everyone who tuned in and uh, hung out with us here for this half hour. Make sure that you are telling your friends and family about us. Leave a nice five-star review and a comment, of course, and and let us know how we're doing. I'm always open ears uh, and very open to taking suggestions on guests, uh, on interviews, or whoever, in topics alone. Just let me know. Just reach out. You can find me on Twitter, at 1410Kinner, K-I-N-N. ER. I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and I can't believe we're already heading into the final home stretch here. Uh, here in the couple of weeks, we'll talk about 
uh, the Horizon League softball and baseball preseason standings. I you know noticed UIC number one preseason number one for baseball. Uh, we'll talk about softball in the coming weeks. So just keep in mind we will be uh, bringing some of those other sports into the fold too. But right now all hands on deck when it comes to men and women's college basketball. All right, that wraps it up. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.